Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. And after they rejoice, look what happens in verse 42. Day after day lifestyle in the temple courts from house to house they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ that is exactly what our role model is the apostles had been in prison for preaching the gospel God got them out so they could continue to preach They were arrested again and then beaten. Their response? Go back out and preach every day. Because that's what Jesus told them to do. Pastor Mark will be teaching that we have the same responsibility to be obedient to Jesus' command wherever that leads us. This requires us to say, because God says so, I will take steps of faith and impact my world. That's a totally scary thing to say, let alone do. Being obedient, though, will lead to a joy we can't fathom. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Acts chapter 5 with part 3 of his message. Because God says so, I will take steps of faith and impact my world. Let us hear your lessons But arriving on the jail, at the jail, the officers did not find them there. They went back and reported to these high priests and associates. We found the jail securely locked with the guards standing at the door. But when we opened the locked doors, no one was inside. (laughs) That's funny. Can you, here's the guard. How you doing, sir? Been watching it all night. Everything's secure. Where are they? I don't know. I've been watching all night. Do you know what happened? It was supernatural. Do you serve a supernatural God? Of course. And went right by him. Right by him. So here we go. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were puzzled. <laughs> okay. Uh, wondering what would come of this. Then someone came and said, bad news, worse news. Look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. They're missing, but they're in action back where they were the day before. Now, here's something really funny. The Sadducees didn't believe in the supernatural. They definitely, that's good. He finally all the way, went all the way to the back. He, he, the Sadducees didn't believe in angels. Who let the disciples out? Angels. Was that supernatural? Yeah. And you'll see in a moment, they didn't believe in the resurrection of the dead. So it goes 100% everything that they're going to do. To me, it's fantastic. 
Now, when they went back that morning, notice what it says here. He says, the men you put in are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. Why would you get up at the dawn early and, and the, the, the word spreads in Jerusalem? The disciples are back teaching. The disciples are back teaching. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Why would they go? Because they were in a dead religion. Rules, regulations, ritual. The Jewish leaders didn't care for the people. They just cared for themselves. Why are you here today and not a Christian yet? Because you're searching. It's because God loves you. He put his word and a family together to cause you to say, man, I want what you guys got. You can laugh like in church. Well, of course we can laugh in church. The joy of the Lord's our strength. And when we watch God move, it's just amazing to us. It's just amazing to us. So again, get your heart ready at the end of the service. Now, here they are in the courts, and, and they're, they're teaching people how to get saved and how to have a personal relationship with God. Most people don't get that. They couldn't imagine having a personal relationship with God, but they were there. Now, they were sharing the good news because God supernaturally set them free. God opened the prison doors. I want you to listen to this. In this room, some of you are in prison. Oh, not physically, but you're in prison because of pornography or alcohol, drugs, anger, bitterness, sexual abuse as a child, abortion, and many other reasons. I want to say to you this morning, if you'll put your faith in God and exercise it, he will set you free, just like the disciples. There is nothing impossible with God. By the way, when we do marriage, a lot of people think, well, divorce, I already lost my virginity, I'm doing this, I'm tempted with this. God can change all of that and give you a brand new start. That's our God. That's our God. Verse 26. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles, where are they going to bring them? (laughs) Right back to be questioned. And they did not use force because they feared the people would stone them. What was going through the minds as you're going back to stand before these people again? They're going like, this is deja vu. God, really? What's going to happen this time? And as they're heading back, they don't really know why they're going back. But God does. Now, you'll see what happens. But you know why they're going back? They're going to have the attention of all the Sadducees and the high priest. And you know what God's going to arrange? A personal presentation of the gospel. And he couldn't do it anywhere else. But God's going to arrange it. Now, I don't particularly care for the arrangements. When you see the end, you say, exactly like me. But that's what God's going to do as he comes back. Now, watch as we go through this. 27, having brought the apostles, they made them appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. Now, he says this, we gave you strict orders not to teach in this name. And he said, and and yet notice in this name, they can't even say the name Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Yet, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. 
We just turn to your neighbor this morning and say this. It's all about Jesus. Come on. It's all about Jesus. You're not here for us. I'm not here for you. It's all about Jesus. That's exactly what it is. Now, notice filled Jerusalem. Our goal in our Jerusalem is Brevard County and Indian River County. Our goal is to fill our counties with the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why you're here. Now, we have all kinds of missionaries you saw this morning. A whole pastor and his wife are headed off to start a planted church. You know, a couple of years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, we started five plant churches all over the United States. We're doing more and more. That We have lots of mission trips. Those are all great. They're great. I'm going to be going later to Asia again and teaching and doing lots of stuff. But where is our home? It's right here. Our here. This is our Jerusalem right here. Our neighborhoods, our homes. In our schools, that's where we're at. We're not alone. There's lots of other great churches and our communities working at this. But I just want to challenge you. We are here to see our communities change for Jesus Christ. Now, how is that going to happen? It happens because you're on mission. And I'm on mission. Exactly the same. That's why we're here, as Jesus told us to. Now, look at verse 29. They've been just told what? Shut up about this name. Cut it out. We told you. Look at verse 29. And Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than man. That's one of the greatest statements in all the Bible. Now understand this. We're back to the same thing again. When they're told with no misunderstanding at all, don't speak in that name. Here's their choice again. Are they going to obey? Is it risky to disagree with the guy that's interviewing you? You're going to see how risky it is. Are they going to obey and take a risk? Or are they going to disobey and say, God, look, we've been doing our part, but this is just too much, God. No, they're going to take a risk. They're not going to resist. They just told him, no, sorry, you're not my owner. You're my boss. No, you're not. I don't care what your title is. I serve one who's my Lord, Kurios, my owner. He's the boss. Now, how did they fill Jerusalem? They stayed on mission. They took a risk by saying, we listen and we obey God regardless. And they stayed right there. It doesn't matter what you say to us. It doesn't matter what the world says to us. It doesn't matter what Satan says to us. The only person I obey is God. And his word tells me, We're to go and make disciples of all nations, and we're going to continue to do that regardless of what happens. So they take a step of faith, and pretty soon they're going to see the impact on these dead religious leaders. Now, look what Peter does. Look at verse 30. The God of our fathers raised Jesus from the dead. He had no problem saying the name. Whom you have killed by hanging on a tree. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and what? Savior, that he might give repentance and forgiveness of sins to Israel. So Peter basically shares the gospel and he says to them, basically this, God sent his son so that Israel would repent of their sins and be forgiven. Remember, to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. Notice what he says, the cross on which Jesus died. He says, 
the cross on which Jesus died was how we got salvation. And then he turns to them and says, you killed him. I would call that a little bold. Would you call that risky? Very much so. And then he says this, the resurrection. Did they believe in the resurrection? No. The resurrection, the God of our fathers raised Jesus from the dead. Supernatural. Did they believe in the supernatural? No. Would you call that bold and risky? Exactly. The third, the ascension. The ascension, Jesus took, remember, and Acts just went right up into heaven. Said, I'm coming back. Just do my stuff. Get the world changed. I'm coming back. Supernatural. Did they believe in the supernatural? No. He said, the ascension supernaturally sits beside God. Jesus does in heaven to offer forgiveness and salvation to those who repent. Boom. Bold and absolutely risky. Didn't care. That was a powerful presentation of the gospel. They knew that Jesus was one that came. He died, paid for the sins of all mankind. So the Jews first could repent You can't get saved. First word in salvation is to repent of your sins. Those of you that are going to become a Christian today, you just have to say to God, I'm sorry for my sins. And you have to mean it enough. It proves that you're going to walk instead of after yourself, you're going to walk after God. That's why we call ourselves Christ followers. Now, look at verse 32. There's a personal thing that comes here. We, Peter and the apostles said, are witnesses of these things. So is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey. See, what we're telling you is true. We were there. We were eyewitnesses. We saw it. We understand what took place. And we've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Now understand, this was the promise that God gave to the disciples before they understood the role of the Holy Spirit. Remember, three roles of the Holy Spirit. Comes alongside us, bring us to salvation. Comes in us at salvation to lead us and guide us. If you're a Christian this morning, you have the Holy Spirit in you. But there's a third amazing thing that being controlled by the Spirit, being filled by the Spirit is just a lifestyle. Now, where did we get that? Look at this promise. Many times about the Holy Spirit, we forget why God gave us the Holy Spirit. It's all about staying on mission. Look at this, Acts 1.8. But you will receive power, God's power, dunamis, when the Holy Spirit comes on you upon a pea, just as it did Jesus when he was baptized. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. That's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not about the gifts of the Spirit. We believe in all the gifts of the Spirit. But it's not about weirdness. It's not about people saying, well, I have this gift, I'm better than you. No, it's to be what? Powerful witnesses for Jesus Christ. Why? Because that's exactly what God wants. He wants people coming to salvation. Be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So they started in Jerusalem. Later, you'll see because of persecution, that many of them leave, leave Jerusalem and head out because they just got comfortable sitting there. God says, no, I'm going to move you out. And he does exactly that. Now, we have to take the same risks that go through there. Now, let me just share with you something simple in some of these verses. And we'll read them really quickly. And watch how God takes this orchestration. They're mad. They're mad. But watch this. When they heard this, verse 33, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. Then here, watch me, Gamaliel comes up. And he's respected. I'm just going to kind of paraphrase it for you. He's respected uh, uh, by all the Jewish leaders. And basically, he says this. Be careful. You want to put them to death? He says, I have some history for you. There are some people in our past, and he mentions two people. They came. They said they were of God. Remember, Jesus said, in the end days, there'll be many people call themselves Jesus, 
antichrists, not the antichrist, but many antichrists. They would kind of, and he says, he gives a history. You don't need to know this morning. He gives a history of two individuals that came and they talked and they witnessed and pretty soon they died and all of the groups fell away. So he says, that's just what's going to happen. Look at down in verse 38. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone, the disciples, let them go. For if their person of activity is of human origin, it will fail. Now look at me. That's not true. Understand today, there are many human design religions that are not overthrown. Islam. Is Islam being overthrown and there's nothing left to Islam? No, it's growing. How about the cults that we have? How about the evil movements? How about false doctrines? How about modern cults that we have today? Are they growing? I won't mention the names. You know them. Are they growing? Yes, they're growing. Will they ever be judged and finished? Yes, when Jesus Christ comes back. Done, over with. So you can't use that statement. Well, everything that's out there that's growing, it must be of God. No, it isn't. That's why Satan's called a deceiver. But notice this next verse, 39. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. Now, I just want to give you a little warning. I'm looking for some big amens. So (coughs) clear your throats. We're going to do it together. You know, when we look at our world today, we get discouraged. Do you ever get discouraged? The more you watch the news, the more you get discouraged. Especially if it's liberal news. New York Times, CNN, all that kind of crud. And we go like, well, we're done. It's over. It isn't over. Now I want you, I'm going to read the first sentence and we're going to read it together. Here we go. Let's just read it together on three. God's mission is what? Can I hear an amen in this place? Do you actually think God's mission is over? And a chance. You know, I used to go to China a lot to the underground churches. Can't do it too much anymore. You know, right now, there's over 130 million Christians in China, more than in the United States. Is, he, is it done? It isn't done. It's just starting. Here's the next one. God's church is undefeatable. Come on. Come on. God's church is undefeatable. Can I hear an amen? How do I know that? I just told you. There's millions in China. They're in the United States... People are getting saved everywhere, all over the world. Many Muslims are coming to Christ like crazy. Why? Because there's only one name under heaven, whereby a man may be saved, the name Jesus Christ. Remember, you just said to your neighbor, it's all about Jesus. It's not about a church. It's not about a denomination. It's not about a man. It's about God. And it's not ever going to... Remember, one day, Jesus was at Peter with Caesarea Philippi, and he said, Jesus said, what do people say I am? Peter got it right once. And he said, (laughs) he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. You know what Jesus said? On your confession that I'm the foundation of the church, the gates of hell will never defeat the church of Jesus Christ. Never. Don't be discouraged. We're in a war. You're going to have to have to exercise for sure. You're going to have to work. They say, Pastor Mike, such a little thing. Why, why didn't you bring a bigger one? Because I can only lift a little one. What are you laughing about? You're putting it out for the goodwill. All right, here we go. Let's go back. I'll get lost again. Now, verse 40. His speech persuaded them. 
And they called the apostles in. Now get ready. And they had them flogged. What's up with that? They take a step of faith. It's bold. They don't deny Jesus. They're totally on mission. And they're flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus. And they let them go. So after you've been beaten and flogged, which was horrible, here's the choice again. Maybe in the conversation, we got to stop. We we can't continue to suffer like this. You going to obey? Take a risk and deny that and just go out and share the gospel? Or are you going to kind of pull in a little huddle? You know, many Christians get comfortable. They don't like to be stirred. Well, God likes to stir us all. Sitting in a chair will never get the gospel taken. When a church comes inward, it's useless. We have to go to keep on mission. When they obviously obey and take another risk, what does that look like? Look at verse 41. And the apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they've been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. I can tell you this morning, I'm not there yet. I don't think probably any of us are there. After all that, they're rejoicing? That's a maturity that most of us haven't arrived to. But they had it. And after they rejoice, look what happens in verse 42. Day after day. Lifestyle. In the temple courts, from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ. That is exactly what our role model is. That's why God says, because God says so, I'll take steps of faith. I will absolutely impact my world. I will stay on mission. Why do we need to be on mission? Every single day in our world, 151,600 people die every day. If they're not Christians, they're going to die and be separated from God forever. Our mission continues. It can't continue on your or my convenience. Day after day, when God opens the door, we'll take a risk, we'll take a step, which for us is not necessarily going overseas. It might be going to the person and listening. There's a person whose marriage is hurting. Maybe at lunch I can take him or her to lunch and share. How can I help you? It's getting to know our neighbors. It's praying for that boldness that God wants to give us. We need to stay on mission. The teaching by Pastor Mark today was uplifting, but at the same time challenging. To hear what God did through the obedience of the apostles is always encouraging. To know that God is looking for, indeed expecting, the same type and level of obedience from us can be frightening. We have to remember that all this will be done through the power of the Holy Spirit. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. 
All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Thanks for listening to Lessons for Living today. This completes the teaching because God says so. I will take steps of faith and impact my world. We trust that you will grow in your faith as you step out in obedience to God's leading in your life. We know that as you do so, that the benefits that accrue to believers in Christ will manifest themselves in your life. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. And may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.